Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
So that's what he's saying. You must first be rich and have money in order to start learning about the scriptures. And start in order to start learning about how to deal with your wife, you gotta first be rich. All right. Let's let's listen up. Because he said the book of Mark about sowing on good ground. Let's get that real quick. Mark, the fourth chapter. Because he's saying that the sowing on good ground is meaning that you hooked up with a good pastor and you give him money, then your money is going to be multiplied because you're giving it to a pastor, to, to a good pastor. <laughs> so is that what Mark, the fourth chapter, is talking about, giving money? Uh, let's go to Mark 4 and uh, <clears throat> let's start the beginning of it on the 14th verse. Four and fourteen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Whew. All right. Mark chapter four, verse fourteen. The sower soweth the word, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan come immediately and take away the word that was sown in their hearts. So the word is sown mean that like right now we we preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. The most high open up your mind and you start to understand. You begin to get an understanding of what the scriptures are saying. But it says Satan come immediately and take away the word that was sown in your heart, meaning in your mind. Exactly. All right, read on. Verse 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. When they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So so these... They get the word, they sown on stony ground. They get an understanding of what the scripture is saying. They happen. The yep. kingdom of heaven, Christ died for my sins. I can repent mm-hmm. and I have a second chance. Yep. But when persecution comes because of the word, whether whether it's because they're having a hard time with repentance or whether it's because people are speaking evil about them because they're not doing the things they used to do. So they, um, the friends they used to have are speaking evil against them, mm-hmm. saying, you know, saying bad things about them or uh, saying bad things about the gospel of Christ. Or it could be their wives are forsaking them or, or whatever. Their families are turning their back on them because now they're not celebrating Christmas or the worldly things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when these persecution arrive because of the word, they become offended and they go back out into the world. And do the same thing they used to do before. Exactly. All right, read on. Verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of, of other things enter in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. So, 
So now, this is saying exactly the opposite of what he's saying. Uh-huh. So the scripture said, and these are those that they get the word to get understanding. But what happened is the cares of the world, the cares of this world, mm-hmm. the cares of this world, whether whether the things they used to do, or you know, chasing the, the American dream, or chase you know, chasing the the, the goals of the world, mm-hmm. they want to they want to do things that's contrary to the words of Christ. Choke the word, their own lust. Choke the word, chasing money. Mm-hmm. Choke the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that they go back into the world You know, they become unfruitful Because they're chasing these things So that's contrary to what he's saying Totally contrary Read 19 one more time, brother Verse 19 and the, I'm going to read verse 18 with 19 And these are they which are sown among thorns Such as hear the word And the cares of this world And the deceitfulness of riches And the lust of other things enter in Choke the word, and it become unfruitful. So the fruitful is talking about, it's not talking about being fruitful with money. It's talking about being fruitful with good works, mm-hmm. Be, becoming more and more righteous, applying the scriptures, repenting, and stop doing the things that are evil in the eyes of God. That's becoming fruitful. The word is flourishing in you mm-hmm. because the word of the gospel is the gospel of repentance. Stop, stop uh, bearing hatred. Now you don't bear hatred no more. You just got some fruit. That's right. You don't stop breaking the Sabbath. You don't break the Sabbath no more. You got some fruit. Mm-hmm. Stop stealing. You don't steal no more. You got some fruit. That's becoming fruitful. Not uh, increasing in money. Mm-mm. All right, read on. Verse 20. And these are they which are sown on the ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. So see that? So he's lying. He's lying. Yeah, but before you even continue, because even dealing with the deceitful of riches, when you read verse 19, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, you know, a lot of people get caught up in, in materialistic things, mm-hmm. all right? They can hear the word, and, and they'll receive the word with gladness in their heart. Like you said earlier about Jesus Christ coming, he died for me, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden find out, what, we're the children of Israel? You know, and then come to find out we are that special chosen people, and God loves me, no matter what I have done already. He, you know, he, he's taken the things that I have done, and he, he, he's given me grace and mercy, so now I can overcome it. That's a beautiful thing. Exactly. So now they come in and they repent, but now all of a sudden the cares of the world is still bothering them. They're still being seduced by the things of this world. Yeah. So they enjoy still the cares of this world. Some people chase money, so money becomes their God, you see, the cares of this world. People want to be CEOs of companies. People want to either sell drugs. People want to be pimps. Whatever it is, whatever their lust is, they get caught up in the cares of this world. Well, the hard times come upon them. The hard times come, and then what? They give into that temptation, and they fall right back into the cares of the world. Exactly. You know? So even like us coming up, as young men coming up, we used to run around, mess with different girls, and have girlfriends, as they, as they say in this world today. Many girlfriends run around here sleeping with this one and that one. All of a sudden now, you stop. They're making fun of you. Your boy's making fun of you. Oh, what happened? You ain't a player no more. You done turned in your player card? Man, listen, I repent, man. I'm only going to be with one woman, man. This is my wife. But then they picking on you for so long, about you for so long. And, yo, we can make go to this party. You want to come? And you go with them, and some other girls pop up, and you go right back into your old ways and give in to that temptation because it's pure pressure all over again, and you care about the cares of the world because you, you feel offended you know what I'm saying? You feel offended like, darn, man, I used to have fun. Yeah. And you get right into it. So then you stuck. 
All right, we're going to continue playing this tape. This uh, clip. Grace for so we can repent. 
You know? Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So thou therefore endured hardness. So we're going to be going through hardness, and the main hardness we got to go through that we got to endure is the, is the temptation. Mm-hmm. The temptation of our flesh. We got to endure it as a good soldier in Christ. Because the scriptures tell us that many places use the term of, of us being a soldier and, and having and uh, fighting a war. One of the main places I like to uh, matter of fact, let's let's hit that real quick. Um, you know, Second Corinthians, the uh, tenth chapter, mm-hmm. where it talks about the warfare, the weapons of our warfare as a soldier. It's not about uh, going running after money. But let's see what the warfare is involved in. We want to start at uh, verse 3. Yeah. Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So that's the warfare. The weapon of our warfare ain't carnal. But mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. I mean, this, the words of God, the scriptures, and we use the, we use the scriptures to bring out the strongholds that have a hold of us is our thoughts, our imaginations. Our thoughts are wicked. We desire to do things that's contrary to the word of God. We desire to do things to please our flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to bring these things down through the word of God. So that's the warfare we're in, bringing down these evil imaginations, these thoughts that's constantly moving on us. And it's hard at times to fight these things, so we have to endure that hardness when that when the time of temptation come come upon us to try to get us to go against the words of God. You know what's so funny is that a lot of people out here today chase riches and material things in this world. Yeah. What right. what makes that church that that this this dude Creslo talking about any different than these so called businessmen out today investing money? Because they want to invest money into them, the pastors. So you can get money back magically somehow through God. It's like an investment. Yeah. If you don't give money, you ain't gonna get money. That's what they're saying. You see the the, the 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 thing about it too, man, is their mind is not focused on repentance and mm-hmm. doing the uh, putting on the mind of Christ. Their minds is focused on paying bills and becoming rich mm-hmm. and live and living comfortably in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's not the vibration that the scriptures is, is want us to be in. You know, and that's what we want to show everybody that that's not what this gospel is all about, about becoming rich. I mean, if you if you if you got a decent job or you or you financially um, stable, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know the scriptures tell us that we got to take care of, of our own. We we have to labor work with our hands. We got to take care of those that are our children. We're supposed to take care of our children. We're supposed to take care of our wives. Take care of our you know. We're supposed to take care of things. Mm-hmm. But to be focused on becoming rich and having money, and we all got to be wealthy. That's not the scripture. That's not what the scripture is talking about. That's contrary to the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's not the main focus. The main focus for us to be successful in the eyes of God, you know, we're going to bring out the scriptures. For us to be successful in the eyes of God is, is for us to conquer our flesh, to, to win this warfare, this warfare that we have against our flesh. That's what the focus is. The point I wanted to bring out before you move on was like, because there's some people out here that, that have an addiction of making money. Yeah. So this would be a pulling down of strongholds right here. Mm-hmm. You know, the cast down imagination, people that sell drugs, I got to cast that imagination down. That's still making me money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People out here kidnapping people, selling people, you know what I mean? They're making money, but they're making money illegally. What about the, the Ponzi schemes? What about all these things, these so-called business 
so-called business people are doing out here in the world today. They're robbing people. Yeah. You know, this is happening everywhere in the corporate world. They're robbing people for money. So you got to cast that imagination down, earn your money the righteous way, you know. So that's just the point I want to bring up. But God, okay. let's go back to um, on Second Timothy's. Second Timothy's? Um, the second chapter, where we left off, verse 4. Yep. Second Timothy, read three again. No, three. Yeah. Right. Bow therefore and do a hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wore continue himself with the fears of this life, that he may please him who have chosen him to be a soldier. See, that soldier, we won. We we're not supposed to be entangled with the affairs of this life or, or the vibration that the world is in. Because that's, that's what the world is after. The world is after the riches. You know, the world is after the big house and, and, and the, 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 the nice cars and everything. That's not our goal. Our goal, our main goal is to get our minds right, to put on Christ. That's our goal. And if we can do that, if we can put on the mind of Christ, then we have succeeded in this gospel. It's not about well, uh, monetary riches. Right, you know? Verse 5, and if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. Yeah, because strive for masteries is a good example of that. Um, you know what? Go to, uh, hold, that, hold that again and go to 1 Corinthians 9. Real quick. I want to get an example out of that. First Corinthians nine and verse twenty four. First Corinthians nine twenty four. First Corinthians chapter nine and verse twenty four. And it reads, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. So it's just like, you know, when when you strive for mastery or when you in life it's like a competition. You know, everything in life, people are constantly competing to be the best they can be. Mm-hmm. So it's just like in a race. You, you run in a race, you're trying to be the best you can be, you know. And if you if you play in a sport, if you play in a football game, only one person is going to win that. One team is going to win that game. Mm-hmm. But you gotta you got to play lawfully because if you don't play lawfully or by the rules of the game, you can beat a better team, but if you don't play by the rules, you can end up losing. Mm-hmm. Even like the, the example the scripture used to talk about a race. If you run in a race and you cheat, you maybe came in first, but if you cheated, whoever came in second is going to win the race. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with the gospel. When we're in the gospel, we can't cheat because the Most High sees everything. He knows everything. We got to do it according to the rules. And the rules is, the scriptures tell us the rules. The rules, the rules of the gospel is that we have to repent and we have to put on the mind of Christ, and we have to follow the examples of Christ. Mm-hmm. We can't be in the gospel and sinning, doing things unlawful or, or against the laws of the gospel, trying to obtain riches and things of that nature, but yet we're not following the things in the gospel. we got to go in the gospel and compete for the kingdom according to what's written in the gospel, according to the rules that's in the gospel. That's the point I want to make. All right, you know? Uh, read on in, in Corinthians. You know, drop Corinthians. Let's continue on um, Second Timothy's uh, second chapter where we left, verse five. Second uh, Timothy's chapter chapter two, verse five. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet he is, he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. So the husbandman, well, the husbandman is like a farmer. He labors, he partakes of the fruit. We in this gospel, we laboring in this gospel, we have to partake of what the scriptures are saying. 
We have to be in the scriptures and we have to be applying it. Because we, we have to be reading. I don't understand how people uh, get into the gospel, call themselves Christians, and yet they don't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. They sit up, they sit in the congregation and let a man dictate to them everything that the Most High wants from them. When How you know what he's saying to you is according to the scriptures. We can't, the scriptures tell us that we can't be putting our trust in men, but our trust has to be in God. And the only way you're going to put your trust in God is you have to get in the scriptures and read it for yourself. You have to be partakers of the fruit. Mm-hmm. You have to get in this Bible and read it. All right, read, read on, brother. Verse 7. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Verse 8. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel, wherein I suffered trouble. As an evildoer. So Paul, wait a minute. Paul is suffering trouble as an evildoer. He's suffering in the gospel. He's not in the gospel to be a millionaire. He's not in the gospel uh, giving his money, looking to, to, to sow three, four, five folds of money. That's not his focus in the gospel. Mm-hmm. He's not worried about suffering. He's suffering for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. That's not the vibration that's on Paul. He's not concerned about having to suffer. You know, brother? Verse 10, therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. We'll read down to verse 12. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Yeah, being dead with him means we're we killing the flesh. We're not, we're not trying to live to satisfy our flesh. You know, we're not trying to live to satisfy our flesh. When the scripture tells us that, our, our life is more than money and remnant and material things. Mm-hmm. All right, we don't know. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. See, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Didn't Christ suffer? Mm-hmm. So why, why is it an evil thing for us to suffer? We have to suffer. We're not greater than our master. Yeah, we're not greater than Christ. We have to suffer. So everybody thinks that they're in the gospel to become rich and to and to live large, and then you can, and then you learn what the will of God is after you become rich. That's a lie, man. Crepo, Crepro, whatever his name is, just lied. Mm-hmm. And somehow he's able to fill a, a Madison Square Garden. And anywhere he goes, he'll fill it up with millions of people, and he's not teaching the people nothing. Mm-hmm. But they love it so. From there, let's let's drop that. Let me, let me, let me pull out something sure. real quick, brother. I want to go to Philippians chapter 4. Um, just so people can see that what we're talking about, Paul went through some things, and it's not all about money. All right, just to bring that point out a little bit um, more. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 4. The scriptures also tell us that... Uh, that we're gonna suffer like like we just read. Yeah, you know we're gonna read that some more. I got a couple more scriptures. Yeah. Here. So just give, give me Philippians uh, chapter four. We're gonna start at verse. Uh, let's start at verse eleven. Philippians four and eleven. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Yeah. So this is Paul speaking here. Yeah. So Paul is letting them know no matter what state I'm in, no matter what situation I'm in financially, you're going to know it's talking about financially when we keep reading. But when you see in verse 11 says, not, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therefore therewith to be content. So I'm going to be content. Whatever state I'm in, that means no matter if I'm rich, poor, in between, I'm going to be content. 
This is Paul saying. Mm-hmm. Read on. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Now, right back to suffer and need again. Yeah. So going to a base and going to a bound, so we understand that no matter how low he was, no matter how high he was, he learned how to be content with the most high God. Exactly. He learned because this this doctrine has nothing to do with you being rich. Nothing at all. Because you're supposed to be that example and teach the word, teach the people to repent. Your focus ain't on the riches of this world. So you're going to be content whatever suffering you go through through that traveling because you're going to suffer. You're going to go through your ups and downs in life. Everyone goes through it. You know the saying of the world, you got 15 minutes of stardom, 15 minutes of fame, whatever the case may be. Everyone got their 15 minutes. <laughs> but it depends on what you do with it. That's what they say out in the world. But we understand when we see these scriptures that we all go through our ups and downs. All the great men in the Bible went through ups and downs, man. Reverse, uh, reverse 12 again. I know, I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. Mm-hmm. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. I'm instructed to be full and to be hungry. I'm instructed. You see what I'm saying? So the point is, no matter how whatever poor state you in and no matter how wealthy you are, it does not matter. You still have to be content with what you have, you see, because the Most High God has control of everything in your life. Exactly. Read on. Both to abound and to suffer need. Mm-hmm. Verse 13. Yes. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. And that's the whole point. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me because when I'm poor, what about Joseph when he went into captivity for those 12, 13 years? Yeah, all the things he suffered. Come on, man. He was a hardcore bondage, man. He was a broke dude. He was he was a slave. He didn't have nothing, but he suffered during that time. He didn't do nothing wrong. He suffered. What about Job? He suffered. Yeah. And all these men stayed in Christ. The whole time they were suffering, they stayed in the Word. Mm-hmm. But they went down to a poor estate. Mm-hmm. They didn't have no money. They wasn't living lavishly. They was broke. So they knew that they had to be content in that situation. And later on, what ended up happening with both of these men? They both ended up getting blessed. That's right. But that's not guaranteed. You can't, you know, the real riches is coming in the kingdom. Exactly. And that's what the scriptures are showing us. The real riches the, the real riches come to the kingdom. There's no covenant right now where the Most High is telling us if we do his word, we're going to be rich right here on earth. No, nah, not at all. I want to pull out one more. I want to pull out one more and, uh, Actually, no, I'll pull it out later. Yeah, yeah I'll pull it back to you. All right, go to um, 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. 1 Corinthians, chapter 4. We'll just start at verse 9. 1 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 9. And it reads, For I think that God hath set forth us, the apostles, last, as it were appointed to death. For we are made expected into the world, and to angels, and to men. Mm-hmm. We are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. We are weak, but ye are strong. Ye are honorable, but we are despised. So when you look at a scripture like that, a lot of these people which are looked upon, like somebody like Crapo Dollar, mm-hmm. he's not looked at as somebody that's weak in Christ. Nah. 
He's not looking at somebody that's a fool. Mm-hmm. But he said, we are fools for Christ's sake, but ye are wise in Christ. He looked at somebody as being wise in Christ. Mm-hmm. It says, ye are honorable, but we are despised. Like somebody <laughs> like us. <laughs> We're despised. Yeah, we look as, looked upon as fools in Christ. We look like we look weak, we look like fools, and we look despised. But when people want to hear about the gospel, they'll go to somebody like that to learn about the gospel. And what is he telling them about? He's yeah. telling them about chasing this world. Give me money. And you'll be blessed. But matter of fact, I don't know if you got that clip too, where it talks about if you give money, you guarantee salvation. Wow. There's another one. We gotta get that clip next time. Yeah, Maybe we'll next play week. that one next week. Yeah. All right, you know. All right. So this is uh, verse eleven. Even into this present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and are naked and are buffeted, and have no certain dwelling place. So it's talking about the, the prophets of God, mm-hmm. men of God, going through this thing. Mm-hmm. You know. And labor, excuse me, and labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, we suffer it. Being damned, we entreat. We are made as the filth of the world and are the off-scoring of all things unto this day. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. So Paul is giving a warning that, look, you can go through these things. As a man of God, you can go through all these things. Yeah. The most I didn't guarantee you you were going to be rich. You can go through a lot of hard times, man, in this gospel. Exactly. And he's showing you that a lot of a lot of the men of the Lord went through hard times. You know, but they suffered it. Mm-hmm. And I got to read this scripture with this one right here. This one goes right along with it. Um, 2 Corinthians 4th chapter, start at verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. And it reads, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. So just like Christ went through all types of tribulations and sufferings, so are those that are part of that body go through all types of tribulations and sufferings. Mm-hmm. There's no way in the scripture that talks about you come to this gospel, you give all your money, and you're going to get... You're going to get money three, four, five folds. No, not at all. Because when you look at the vibration that's on these men, they go through anything to be to be in Christ. They suffer anything. Even when you look at Moses, Moses was was rich in Egypt. Mm-hmm. He gave it all up and became poor to suffer with the people of God. That's right. Just like Christ. We're going to go to that scripture. Yeah, later, Christ was rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, gave, he, he came out of the line of the kings. Mm-hmm. Come out of line of King David, man. Mm-hmm. He was rich, and he said, "For for our sakes, he became poor." Exactly. So I don't know where these guys are getting this false doctrine from, but that's exactly what it is—a false doctrine. But first, you stop that, brother. I stop that verse ten. Right, let's read it down to verse twelve. All right, Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse eleven. For we which live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. All right, now from there, let's go to, um, go to Psalm 73. And that life in you isn't receiving money. That life in you is repenting and having eternal life at the end. You know, that's the life. You know, going right back to the word of God. It's the spirit of God that gives you life. Yeah. Also, when you look at it, it's talking about death working in us because we... We forsaken this world. Exactly. So a lot of people look at us that forsaken this world for the name of Christ as like, you know, 
But damn, what happened to him, man? He, he's bugged out now. He's not enjoying this, the things he used to enjoy. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. And they still out there enjoying their lives. They partying and everything and having a good old time. But when all is said and done, we're going to inherit eternal life while they inherit eternal damnation. And we're going to those scriptures are going to come out also later on in the show, Lord willing. I want, I, I want, to, I want to read this part again. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians 4 and 11. For we which, which live are always delivering to death for Jesus' sake. So just letting you know, too, that these disciples, they end up, a lot of them end up dying for the word of God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people got to look at it like that, too, that you never know to this, to this, in this life we live in now, some of us might receive death, you know, for, for the word of God. So that death, you know, is also going into what what I just said, what we just read, that we already know the disciples did face death. Yeah, for the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why he's saying, you know what, we we're 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 laying down our life. Just we're laying down our life, meaning we're gonna die so you can receive life. We're not gonna stop we're not gonna stop reading this word, delivering this word even to our death. So y'all could have eternal life. It ain't got nothing to do with no darn money, man. If you think about it, how many people in these mega churches will be willing to put on that type of mindset? Look, I'll lose everything so mm-hmm. I can be in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's the vibration we need to be in, not the vibration that we're going to be in Christ so we can become rich. Nah, nah. We're going to be in Christ so we can be able to pay our bills. Because the scripture is letting us know you can come in Christ and be ready to suffer. Not, not be ready to become rich, but be ready to go through something. Because it's going to make you, most is going to make you into a precious, a, a precious person. They like, they like the world of motivational speakers. That's what they like. Because Creflo and them is just nothing but motivational speakers. That's all they are. And they put God's name up there. They just make you feel good. They, they, they sell you a lie so you can feel good while they're getting rich. You know? Mm-hmm. So that, that's all. There's nothing but a setup, people. There's nothing but a snare trap. And a lot of people out there got to really wake up and, and examine you know, what's being said to them. They need, they need to really, really examine the scriptures and read for themselves to find out, you know, are they really being bamboozled? Psalm 73. Psalm chapter 73. We want to start. Verse 1. Psalm chapter 73, verse 1. We're going to read 1 down to 3. And it reads, Truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of of a clean heart. So we look at the scripture, truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Mm-hmm. So just like we read the scripture in Corinthians where the brothers are talking about um, they suffer, but they're not forsaken. You know, they persecuted, but not distressed and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Because the most high still got their back no matter what they're going through. So God is good to them. You know, God gave, them a, gave, gave us a chance to repent and to turn our lives around. And he, he got our back no matter what we go through, even though we're going through trials and tribulations. If we have that clean heart, meaning that clean mind where we where we are putting on Christ and putting away the filth of the flesh, he's going to be good to us. He got our back. He's going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. All right, you know? But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well now slipped. So Dave right here is talking about, as for, you know, as for, when we in this gospel, as for us, or as for an individual that's in this gospel, you can slip. Yeah, you can. But let's look at how he's talking about how he almost slipped mm-hmm. in this gospel. How did he almost slip? Verse 3, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. So the way he almost slipped, he saw individuals that were wicked or, or that were sinners mm-hmm. that did not know God, but they had material wealth, and he was envious of that. Mm-hmm. 
He was envious of that, and that caused almost caused him to slip from the grace of Christ. That that right there, being envious of material wealth, caused him to almost go off from the heavenly Father in Christ. Exactly. So we got to be careful. This is a warning right here. Being envious of material things can cause you to slip. We're gonna to go to another example of that. Go to verse. Um, if I go to uh, Proverbs twenty third chapter and start at the first verse. Proverbs twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. Twenty three and one. All right. Proverbs chapter twenty three verse one. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee, and put a knife. To thy throat, and if excuse me, if thou be a man given to an appetite, be not desirous of his um, dainties, for they are deceitful meat. So, that's, this is beautiful right here because if you go to a rich person's house, mm-hmm. you're gonna see a lot of uh, precious things there. You're gonna see not just food, not just delicate food. But you're gonna see a lot of precious things. You know, see, right now with the with modern in this modern world with TV, you see a lot of things on TV. People's house. They have uh, shows where they show you uh, these rich, famous people's house. Mm-hmm. And you may desire the, the nice things they have, the nice cars they got, the nice chairs, the nice uh, uh, sofa, the nice TV. Reverse three again. Um, be not desirous of his dainties, for they are deceitful meat. Labor not to be rich. Cease from thy own wisdom. So labor to be rich is mm-hmm. something that's in your own mind. That's your own wisdom. Because the most high didn't command us to labor to be rich in this world. So when you labor to be rich, you you go into your own wisdom. So a lot of people see rich people and see the things they got. What, what do they do? They want to possess the same things that they have. Hold that. We're gonna read, uh, read some more on that, but I want to read one thing in uh, one verse in twenty-two and one. Proverbs chapter twenty-two and one. A good a good name is rather to be chosen than greater riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. So a good name. What about that? What about becoming a good person? And that's what the Most High is looking from us, and that's what He wants to convert us into. That's what the Scripture is about. That's what repentance repentance is about. It's about becoming a good person and having a good name. Mm-hmm. And that's where our focus should be. Not, not Our focus shouldn't be on becoming rich. Our focus should be on converting ourselves to being a good person. All right, let's read on in um, 23. 23, where we left off at, verse 5. Proverbs 23 and 5. Will thou set thy eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. Eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye, neither desire thou his, his dainty meat. So when you see somebody that's a, that's a sinner, a lot of times brothers want to um, be like them or obtain the things they got. Because mm-hmm. I know as a young man, a lot of times I, I, I was guilty of that, seeing people with money mm-hmm. and whatever they're doing, you want to walk the way they walk and do the things they did to obtain the things they have. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures is warning us here not to desire that. Exactly. You know, that's not where our minds are supposed to be. Our minds are supposed to be on getting ourselves right with the Most High. That's where our minds are supposed to be focused. 
Right. Let, me, let me pull something out real quick. We got last verses. All right. What's this? Uh, Proverbs twenty-three and verse what six? Seven. Oh, seven. For as he thinketh in his heart, so so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee. But his heart is not with thee. All right. All right what you got? Psalms chapter thirty-seven. I'm gonna read it. Psalms chapter thirty-seven, verse one. Fret not thyself because of evil doers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. So this scripture is a high scripture. You definitely want to write this down. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. You see this world today. You see a lot of different uh, celebrities today with all this money, but they're selling out their soul. They're serving Satan, but they're wealthy, you know. And we see a lot of them today. They don't give honor to the Most High Gods for giving them this wealth. They give honor to Satan. Why? Because they're not they're not leaving that good name that we just read. Yeah. They're not a good person according to the scriptures. They're a good person according to their own mind. You know, they could define what good is to them, but according to the Most High God, it is evil to them because the scriptures say they they take good as evil, evil as good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they're in a different spirit. They got their own standards of what good is. Exactly. Exactly. So just like I said a little while ago um, about drug dealers, come on, man. You Come on. That's why a lot of people, the kids in the hood, when they grow up, their neighborhood, who they look up to? Pimps and drug dealers. Yeah, because they're the ones with the money. They're the ones with the flashy car and the nice clothes. Yeah, so when they look up to that, that's who they, in other words, that, that becomes their idol because these drug dealers become their idol. So when they grow up, they it says fret not because of evil do this, not be thou envious against workers of iniquity because you're looking at them and you're jealous. Damn, he got a nice car, man. I wish yeah. I had a car like that. But then how did he get that car like that? Well, let me go get that money the way he did to get that car like that. Exactly. So you're envious because of that, then you chase it. So the Most High telling us, don't think like that. That's a bad, a bad mindset to be in. Yeah, don't think like them. Just like you got these football players, celebrities, basketball players, whatever they are. A lot of them don't follow God. But don't think like them and chase what they're chasing. Follow me, and I'm going to give you the things you need to maintain and be content with. Don't worry about that. I'm going to read verse 2. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, wither as green as the green um, herb. So that's what's going to happen to them. They're going to fade away. They live in large now, but it ain't going to last. That's all going to fade away because in the kingdom, they ain't going to be living like that. They ain't even going to exist. They're not going to be living at all. That's the whole point. But see, that's that's the mindset of this world because even like a lot of women, they'll deal with a man that's a drug dealer. They'll deal with a man mm-hmm. that uh, that's a pimp and things of that nature. They're not concerned about how the man, the man is making his money Mm-mm. or how corrupt the man is. All they're concerned is about having a nice, and a nice car. Mm-hmm. You know, having money to do what you want, having money to buy clothes. But they're not looking at the thing that's really important. What type of character does that person have? What type of person is that person? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's where the most I want our minds to be. But these pastors with this prosperity doctrine, they're not putting your mind in the proper place. They're putting your mind in the place of obtaining wealth. When that's not what the vibration we're supposed to be going into. You, you got that scripture with you? Which one is that? Psalms. You don't have that? No, I mean, you're not in Psalms right now. You're in Proverbs. Go to Psalms real quick. Cause I, uh, actually, I'm, 37? Yeah, Psalms 37. Read verse, uh, 
Reverse uh, one, two, and three together, if you don't mind. Read All right. Threaten not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord and do good. Check that out. We just finished talking about yeah. leaving that good name. So it says, trust in the Lord and be good. He's letting you know the opposite of that is not good. It's bad. Exactly. You don't follow um, these these uh, these uh, people that's not following the Lord but are rich. Don't do that. That's bad. Don't be jealous of them because that's bad. Yeah, don't worry about that. Don't even worry about it. Exactly. Read, read first uh, <laughs> three again. Trust in the Lord and do good. Uh-huh. So shalt thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. And be fed, because guess what? We're going to get back to the land that was promised to our forefathers. We're going to have that again. So don't worry about what they're doing and how they're getting there. Don't try to keep up with the Joneses, because you're going to end up not making it into the land. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Read on, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Yeah, because the Most High know what you need. Exactly. He knows what you need, so you don't need to be going, being jealous of what the next man got and how they got it, and then you go around trying to set up the same blueprint they got to follow it. You're not going to make it to the kingdom. Yeah, the most I said, I got you. Yeah. Now jump down to verse 25, and I'll give it back to you. All right. Uh, verse 20, uh, Psalms 37:25. Mm-hmm. I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Now check that out, brother. Again, the most I got you. The most I got you. You ain't got to worry about eating because I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you. So you don't have to worry about looking how they live in large and, and, and how they driving the fancy cars and got boats and, and, and got two or three different mansions all over the world. You ain't got to worry. Some, some of these celebrities are buying pieces of islands, man. Yeah. Don't worry about how I'm getting down Because guess what Don't be jealous of them Don't even be jealous Don't even be jealous right, We got a uh, We got a caller From yeah. area code 757469 Hey How you doing How are you doing brothers Doing good <laughs> Listen, I I I just been sitting back listening listening to your station and you keep keep on preaching it. Please hey, do. Thank you. You are you are doing the work of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, brother. I you, you need it. Let let's preach together. Let's all preach together. All right, I'm gonna lead you in prayer. Can I lead you in prayer? Well, right right now we're going to deal with the topic we are at hand. Do you have a question at all? I I just want to know if I can lead you in prayer. No, not right now. But, we, but, we but we're talking about God, and, and I can't lead you in prayer? Well, we don't know you. We don't know what you believe. We don't know how you worship. I believe in God. I believe in all my righteous Christ, our Savior. Well, brother, if you don't have a question right now, we would love to chat I got a question. You. I do have a question, though. Okay. Why do black people like watermelon? Why? All right. As we can see, that was a clown. Um, we're not dealing with clowns. 
We're dealing with the word of the Lord. But we understand that demons pop up everywhere yeah. when you're teaching the word of God. So with saying that, Lord, as well, we want to take a break um, or you want to continue? Let me, uh, we've got a couple more scriptures, then we'll take a break. Let's go to Matthew, the sixth chapter. All right, Matthew chapter six. And where do you want to start at? Matthew 6 says verse 19. All right. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth or rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. See, it says, lay not for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt. So we look at everything that we can get on this earth, even if you get a you get a nice car right now. Is that how long is that nice car gonna be a nice car and last? Come on, we already understand as soon as you drive it off the lot, it ain't worth nothing. But that car, not, that's why people buy cars on the regular because it ain't gonna last. Yeah, it ain't gonna last you your whole life. Nah, the car's gonna get rusty. It's gonna get old. It's gonna have to start breaking down and give you problems. Mm-hmm. Even though it's nice now, what ten years later? Five years later, you're going to be looking for another car. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. You know, and, and the houses. How long is it going to be before you got to put a new roof on the house? Mm-hmm. You know, things are constantly breaking down in this world. So the most I say, don't worry about laying up treasures here on earth, but lay treasures in heaven. And the way we lay treasures in heaven is by doing good works, having good fruits, doing righteous works, uh, loving the brotherhood, keeping the commandments of the most high, putting on that mind of Christ. That's how we lay up treasures in heaven. And that's going to lead us into eternal life. All right, we don't know. But where your treasure is, excuse me, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Yeah, because if you got all these nice things on the earth, that's where your mind is. Your mind is upon your material goods. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people lose focus on the Most High in Christ, worrying about their things and worrying about this world. So uh, uh, jump down to verse 25, maybe? That's right. Well, what verse would you, like? you read last? 21. All right, let's... I go to Luke, Luke 12. I know there's a lot more in that, but I'm going to read this one last, and then we're going to go to a break. Okay. So this is Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Luke chapter 12, verse 15, it reads, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. So your life or your golden life to be successful doesn't consist on material possessions. No, it does not. That's what Christ is telling us. Mm-hmm. So beware of covetousness, because covetousness is that lust to have money, that lust to have material things. And that's what this man, that's what a lot of these guys are teaching that prosperity doctrine is the vibration they're putting on people. They're putting that, that covetous spirit on them to have money. Mm-hmm. But that's not where our, our mind is supposed to be. Not at all. All right, so we got to get everything. So this is uh, Luke 12 and 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for, for a man's life consists, consists not in abundance of things which he possesses. Right, we know. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, a ground, The ground of a certain man, certain rich man, brought forth plenty, plentifully. <laughs> Excuse me. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my uh, my fruits, bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. 
And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thy ease, eat, drink, and be merry. So this individual lived a, you know, he lived a prosperous, financially prosperous life. He yeah. Was, he had a lot of money, did all achieve the goals that he set, the financial goals he set for himself, and got all the things he wanted. So, oh, man, I got everything I wanted, got all my money right now. Now it's time for me to kick back. I don't work hard all my life, got all this, you know, all of the mm-hmm. abundance of things that I was seeking for. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for me to kick back and enjoy all these riches I done, I done built for myself. Exactly. Verse, right? 20, verse 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. So this man didn't consider that, hey, one day I'm going to die. Let me lay up treasures in heaven. Let me get to know God and do the things which are right in the sight of God. He didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. All he, all his focus was on is was material wealth. Mm-hmm. But he got the material wealth. Mm-hmm. But is he successful now? No, he's not successful because he's going to die and he's going to enter into damnation. So his life wasn't a successful life because he didn't he didn't know true value of success. And that's what we want to uh, pick back up on as when we return. So we're going to take a, uh, a couple promos now and we'll be right back. The brothers from the Body of Christ Church welcome you to listen to our show, Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor, airing every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. In these difficult times, we often look to spiritual leaders for guidance and instruction in our lives. As Christians, followers of Christ, should these leaders speak from their mind or from what is written based on the Word of God? This show will examine things said by men and women claiming to be God's ministers to reveal whether or not they are speaking God's Word and doing His will. 1 Peter 4, verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We hope you tune in and listen to our show. Thank you. Body of Christ Church invites you to listen to all our programs on Blog Talk Radio. These programs are meant to edify the listener regarding repentance and good works according to the Holy Scriptures. The weekly program schedule is Sunday at 2 p.m., Tuesday at 8 p.m., Wednesday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and Saturday at 9 a.m., all Easter Standard Time. Our Spanish broadcast is at 11.30 a.m. Easter Standard Time each Saturday at blogtalkradio.com slash ICDC. Please accept our invitation to call in to our show at 646-716-7749. Your comments or questions are eagerly encouraged whether they agree or disagree with the viewpoints expressed by those involved in the program. Again, call in now Please dial 646 716 
Borna. If you would like to contact us or learn more about the Body of Christ Church, you may do so by calling, emailing, or by visiting our website. Our telephone number is one 871 1712 Our email address is bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Ureach is the letter U, followed by the word reach. So that's bodyofchrist at ureach.com. Our website, thebocc.com, contains our telephone number and email address, as well as audio and video biblical lessons and other information geared toward edification in repentance and good works. Again, our website address is the DOCC.com, so please feel free to connect with us today. Body of Christ Church, and welcome, and welcome to Repentance is the key. Is the key. You can have all that wealth and all that money you want, 
But if you ain't rich towards God, you hit. You hit. And meanwhile, a lot of people don't understand. We 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 talk many um, classes on this, and all through the body of crisis, uh, crisis, different uh, um, shows that we have, blog talk um, shows we have that Satan know how to bless too. You know, okay. Satan can give you riches. No. That's why we, when we were reading previous scriptures about fret not because of evildoers, because the things they have, who you think gave them those things? Come on, Satan gives these things up. All right, if you serve Satan, he will bless you. Some people are being blessed through Satan. That's just how it works. And the, the proof is that is the scripture where Christ was tempted by Satan, and he said he showed Christ all the kingdoms of the world mm-hmm. in a moment's time. And then what, he, what was the statement he made? He said, all this will I give unto you in the glory of them, mm-hmm. if thou bow down and serve me. Exactly. Then he said that those were delivered unto him. The kingdoms of this world are delivered unto Satan. That's right. And he can make you rich and have glory in this world mm-hmm. if you bow down and serve him. That's right. The way Christ said, men shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeded out of the, by the mouth of God. That's Meaning right. that he was going to, what he chose to do and what he wanted his uh, follows to do is choose to follow the words of God and not chase the riches of this world. Exactly. So I'm letting you know that you're not rich towards God just because you're rich according to this world. That's the key point. Yeah. I want to go to one more scripture and I'll get right back to you. I'm going to go to James. I'm going to get right to the point. Lord's will, uh, you know, we might do a part two to this because there's so much information I want to bring out also. Uh, we're going to go right to the point. James 2 and 5. All right, we're going to get right to the point. All right, James chapter 2, verse 5. Hawk mm-hmm. my beloved brethren, has not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith? Stop there. Wait, hold up. How can you be poor and rich at the same time? Yeah. Because you're poor meaning what? <laughs> what does that mean? You don't have the money, but you're rich with faith. Exactly, because that's what we're supposed to be aiming towards. Being rich in faith, being a good person, leaving leaving behind a good name. Exactly. That's what we're supposed to be chasing after. All right? So read verse 5 one more time from the beginning. Hawking, my beloved brother, has not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him? Yeah, because it's all about inheriting. It's like an inheritance, man. That's what it's all about. People don't believe in the true inheritance of what God is leaving for, for his children. They don't want to believe in that. They don't believe that being good now and later on we're going to receive a reward. So they're too busy chasing the materialistic things of this world now, not understanding the true riches to come. Exactly. Well, go ahead, brother. Right. On that note, let's go to uh, Proverbs 3. All right. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3. Sorry about that. Proverbs 13. 13. 13. All right. Proverbs 13. In verse uh, 7. Verse 7. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is that maketh himself rich, yet ha- yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet have great riches. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the point you just brought out. Yeah, the same thing, yeah. You got people that rich, they got money and everything, yeah. but, but they're not happy. No, they're not. You know, they got the financial money, but they're not happy. They're by themselves. They may not have children. They may not have a, a good wife. They may be on drugs. They may be addicted to this. You know, they shoot. We have a lot. We see a lot of examples in this world of people that have that have obtained 
monetary riches. Yeah. Living lavishly. But have a sad life. Yeah. Then you have the examples. You can see many of them in the scriptures of men that didn't have money, weren't rich. Yeah. But they had a good wife. Mm -hmm. They had their children, good children, children in order. They were living righteously in the eyes of God. And there's something else they got that a lot of people don't even understand. They entered into rest, into eternal life with God, you know. And, and this, this is something we have to get understand. Now, I want to, um, that scripture we, we like to hear in um, Ecclesiastes, the 18th chapter. I want to pull this out to give everybody a clear understanding about this life that we have, that we live in right here. There's something a lot of people are missing about the little short time you got here and what we have to accomplish in this little short time. Because the Most High gave us a little short time now, but he promised us eternity if we do the things which is pleasing in his sight. And that's what we need to get an understanding of. Read uh, Ecclesiastes in the Apocrypha, chapter 18, start at verse 9. Ecclesiastes 18 and 9. The number of a man's days at the most are 100 years. So the most you're going to live in this world is 100 years. Now, you can choose to chase money and live and enjoy yourself, like the scriptures talk about the wicked saying in his heart, our time is short and tedious, mm-hmm. so let us enjoy the, the good things. Let us drink wine and, and crown ourselves with rosebud. You can choose to take that path, yeah, no but you only got 100 years, right, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you know? As a drop of water into the sea. So when you look at the ocean, take a go to the ocean. And take out a drop of water. How much is a drop of water compared? How many drops of water is in that ocean? Man, who knows? <laughs> All right, you know? Uh-huh. And a gravel stone in the comparison of the sand. So you go out to the beach and you take, you grab sand in your hand and take one gravel stone, one gravel of the stone in the beach. How many gravels of stone is in the beach? You can't remember it. Who knows? It's like yeah, it's so much. You can't even measure. You can't even count. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know? So are the so are a thousand years to the days of eternity. So one gravel of stone could be compared to a thousand years, but the whole beach is your life, eternity. Exactly. Or one drop of water is is a thousand years, but the whole ocean is the life. The is how long your life is that God has given you. But. That drop is a thousand years, but we only get a hundred. So our life on this earth is only a tenth of the drop. Mm-hmm. Our life on this earth is only a tenth of a gravel of stone. So the most I, so you make the decision: Are you going to enjoy that tenth of a gravel of stone? Which you're not even going to be wealthy for that whole tenth anyway. You're not going to be wealthy. You're not going to live through that whole tenth anyway. Yeah, you're going to still go through tribulation and all kind of madness. The scripture says tribulation is, is set for every man. So you still got to be going through tribulation, but you want to enjoy that little tenth of a gravel when the Most High promise you a whole beach. If you do what he what he wants, you have the whole beach, your life, billions and zips forever. That's what it really mounts down to. You'll be able to live forever. So you take a drop out of the ocean, a hundred years is a tenth of a drop because a drop, is a thousand years. The most I said, look, I'm gonna give you that whole ocean. That's gonna be your life. But right now, you got a tip of a drop. What you gonna do? It's your choice. They no, you, you want to take the dollar bill. They want to be Curtis Jackson. They want to. They, they, they want to be Fifty Cent. They want to get rich or die trying. <laughs> That's what they want, man. Mm-hmm. That's the choice they made. 
instead of making the choice on being a righteous person mm-hmm. and living a good life and leaving back a good name and raising your kids in the fear and admonishment of the Lord, they choose to chase a dollar bill. And that's the cho- that's actually the choice they're making. And these pastors, which which have no understanding, is taking the deep knowledge of God and saying, look, it's all about the dollar bill also. Even the infomercials, you turn on your TV late nights, everything is up there about how you can be rich overnight. You know, they 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 they, they, they even call your phone how you can be rich overnight. You know, yeah. they constantly, constantly keep pushing the issue of how to be rich. And now the churches are doing it now. The churches are saying you can be rich. Just give us your money while we're we're getting wealthy. You can get rich later on though, but we getting wealthy now. Everything is about money, man. Let's go to um, Psalms thirty seven. Psalms, that's where we went earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you was in there, but I want to read something there. Okay. Psalms 37, we're going to start at 16. Psalms chapter 37, verse 16. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the, the riches of many wicked. So a little that the righteous man has, the scripture said, is better than riches of the wicked. Mm-hmm. Why? Because with the little you have, you can tip. The righteous man is the righteous man is living a righteous life in the eyes of God and Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, read on. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. So the arms of the wicked shall be broken. Read on. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. So you got. A righteous man whom the Most High says he's going to take care of, and he's going to give him eternal life. Then you got a wicked man whose only cares about money and doing the things that's pleasing to his flesh. That the Most High said he's going to be judged and, and, and receive death, but the righteous is going to the righteous is still going to eat, mm-hmm. but he's going to enter into eternal life, riches, and glory. Mm-hmm. All right, you know. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke, shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. All right, that's enough on that. So now let's go to um, First John's. Let's go to the book of First John's, chapter five, and read verse five for me. First John, chapter five, verse five. Who is he that overcometh the world? So we in this life, you got, like they like to say, you got one life to live, right? Mm-hmm. Make the most of it. Mm-hmm. So God is telling us, look, who, who, who's the one that made the most out of their life? Who's the one that got the victory in this uh, competition that we call life? Who is he that overcame and beat everybody else? Out of all the people down on this earth, who overcame? You know, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So he's telling us, mm-hmm. he that believes in Christ, believing that Christ is the Son of God, is who that overcame. And there's more to that understanding than just believing that Christ is the Son of God. There's more to that, and we're gonna we're gonna look at that. So start at verse one. First John five and one. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. So now you're on the path to that victory. Hold that right there and jump to verse 
18, because I want to get some understanding of what it means to be born of God. What's your responsibility if you're born of God? First John 5, 18. We know that whosoever is born of God, then if not. So if we say we're born of God, because we hear a lot of people saying they're born of God, the scripture said whosoever is born of God, sin not. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if we're born of God, we're not breaking the commandments. And you got to learn what sin is, and sin is the transgression of the law. The law. And once we start following the law, that's mm-hmm. how we become that good person. Because mm-hmm. the laws, the laws of the Most High is what's directing us into becoming that good person. And that's the true success. That's the true success of overcoming the world, being able to overcome your flesh. Exactly. That's what success is about. Right, you know? But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. So the whole world is in wickedness, even though they got all this money, they got millions, you got people with millions, and, you know, they, they can have a yacht. They can have yachts. They can have a, a, a cruise liner. You got people that got so much money, they have a ship. They'd be able to take the whole uh, church on a cruise. Mm-hmm. But... They're in wickedness. The whole world lies in wickedness. They haven't. They think they succeeded. Yeah, because they're living large. Because they're living large right now, but they, they're not really the true success, the true succeeders in this world. Mm-hmm. But us that believe in Christ and that have repented and put on the mind of Christ, we're the ones that are, that are truly succeeded. Mm-hmm. All right, you know? And we know that the Son of God is come and have given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So that's how we get into eternal life, because Christ has came and gave us an understanding on how we're supposed to walk and how we're supposed to please the Father. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to enter into eternal life. And that's how we have succeeded and have overcame this world. Mm-hmm. It's not about becoming rich and monetary riches like these pastors are trying to make it seem like. It's all about becoming rich. It's all about giving your money and getting double and three-folds back, has nothing to do with the understanding of God. That's not what Christ came to make us understand. He, made, he came to make us understand how to please the Father, what we have to do, we have to, what type of mindset we need to be in. All right, we don't know that? Mm-hmm. The last verse. Mm-hmm. All right. First uh, John 5 and 21, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Little children, keep yourselves from idols, because that's what it all boils down to, man. Mm-hmm. That chasing the dollar bill, it all boils down to idolatry. All sin boils down to idolatry. And the scripture is telling us to keep ourselves from sin, keep mm-hmm. ourselves from idolatry. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm going to go back up and read 4 and 5 again, and then I don't know what else you want to bring up. Well, let's see. We're good. Verse 4 and 5. All right, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So that, that's, that's how you get the victory. That's the victory in life. That's how you obtain success in life. That's, that's true prosperity, true success, and true riches. Mm-hmm. All right, we know? Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? All right. Anything else you want to bring up? Because that's what... Uh, well, I had some more scriptures, but I'm going to leave that for later, yeah, yeah. next part two. 
I'll just touch on this a little bit first, uh, Timothy 6. Might as well touch it a little bit to end it with. All right, yeah, that, that's, that's a good one. All right, we're going to go to First Timothy chapter 6. I guess we could sum it up with this scripture, uh, this chapter right here. All right, so this is uh, yeah, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let's start at, uh, you know, let's start at verse 17 first, and then I'm going to jump back, jump up. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Mm-hmm. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be, they, they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches. So this is the point right here because this is the riches right here he's saying that is uncertain. This is the part where people got to understand. When you read, it says uncertain riches, right? You got to understand that a lot of people think that that wealth means something. Yeah. That's not certain. Like, you're not going nowhere just because you got money. You think you're going to buy your way into the kingdom? That's not certain. And how many people have riches and then later on in life, they're not rich no more. Exactly. They lost it. Mm-hmm. Read, start up verse 17 again. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded. So high-minded means what, brother? Proud. Think they they better than other people. Exactly. So to be high-minded means you proud, you're boasting, you got your chest up, you got all these figures, you got this money. You think you're the man. Mm-hmm. Read on. Nor trust in uncertain riches. But in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. So, in other words, you can't put your security in your money. You can, you gotta trust in the Lord. You can't put your security in money. Money's not gonna secure you. That's not real security. But in this world today, people look at money as security. But that's not true according to the Word of God. Read on, verse eighteen. That they do good. They do what? Do good. Right back to that word good again. Leave a good name, do good. Now I'm saying what? Saying it again, that they do good. Read on. That they be rich in good works. See, right back to being rich again. But not talking about money. It's talking about good works. Being yeah. what? Being, being what? Faithful to your wife. That's being rich. Mm-hmm. All right? When you're, that's a good work. That's a good work. When, you, when you're out here today, like when, when, when we have time next week, Lord's will, Matthew's uh, 25, we're going to go into that, but I'm just going to tap into it a little bit. The scriptures talk about when they naked, you clothed them. Someone that was in Christ, when they was naked, you clothed them. When they were in prison, you went to visit them. When they were hungry, you fed them. That's having good works. That's being rich in good works. It has nothing to do with money and materialistic gain, man. Read it again. What was that, 18 again? Yeah, verse 18. Yeah. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, mm-hmm. ready to distribute, mm-hmm. willing to communicate. Yeah, because we understand that, like I just said about distributing your good works, by doing these things that the Most High told us to do when we're in need. This is what the Most High told us to do with, if we do obtain riches. Be ready to hold down that responsibility to look out for other people in the body of Christ while you have that money. Exactly. It has nothing to do with you being rich and you bought your way into the kingdom or you're all of a sudden you're so blessed. You're blessed because you're supposed to help those in the body of Christ. That's in need. Yeah. That's in need. Read on. Verse 19. Mm-hmm. Laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come 
that they may lay hold on eternal life. So their foundation is the good works, being rich in good works, not being wealthy in materialistic treasures and gain and all that. Yeah. Things, things that's going to uh, rust away and become mold of thieves break through and rob. Exactly. Now jump to verse 6. So this is First Timothy 6 and 6. Read that. But godliness with content is great gain. Just like we've been reading. Godliness with content is great gain. Now you are really truly rich, rich yeah. in faith, rich in the scriptures, rich in good works, because you're content no matter what state you're in, like we said about earlier, because Paul's talking again. But we, he spoke in Philippians chapter 4 about how he was content. Rather, he was abased. It didn't matter, right? If he was abound, it didn't matter. He still was content. Read on. Verse 7. But we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. You just went to the scripture about how this man was filthy and rich, and he retired, and he couldn't wait to have fun and party and live it up, right? Yeah. That's what we just read, but he couldn't take his riches with him. Because God said, who are you going to leave your stuff to when you're going? Yeah, you can't bring none of that <laughs> stuff can't, You can't bring it with you. So it's all in vain. That's what he's letting you know. All that's in vain. Them so-called riches of this world, that's in vain. In that little time you live. Mm-hmm. Read on. Verse 8. And having food and remnant, let us be therewith content. Back to being content again. With the little bit of clothes you do have, be happy you got those. Be happy about the little wardrobe you do have. All right? Read on. Right. And the food. Be happy with you being content with being fat every day. Mm-hmm. Be happy with what you're getting every day. You're still alive, ain't you? <laughs> you maintain it, ain't you? Be happy and be content. Be thankful to the Most High God that you're even at least receiving that. Read on. Verse 9. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. And that's what the church is doing today. Yeah. Why, why don't you read this scripture? <laughs> Verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Because this is what their mind is on. Their mind is on money. It's the root of all evil because it became their idolatry. They're not rich in good works, and they want you to get rich with money, materialistic gain thinking that that's their way of being blessed by God to make it into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with that. Read, it, read on. I'm read verse 10 again. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Read on. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness. Godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. So the Most High says, flee these things. O man of God, flee these things. Stop chasing money. Stop worrying about money, 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 money coming. Money coming to me now. Man, flee from that crap, man. It has nothing to do with that. Read on. Verse 11. It says, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patient, meekness. Verse 12. See, I want to make it say mm-hmm. something real quick. See, that's, that's what we're saying. That's what that's going into your character there. Yep. That's what the Mosai is looking for. 
us becoming righteous men and women. Because mm-hmm. so, uh, Clifford made that statement that when y'all all become rich, then I'll teach you about marriage. Check that out. So, that dude's weak. While you're going to get rich, you're getting a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while you're chasing the dollar, you're getting a divorce because you don't know how to deal with your wife because you're not looking at the scriptures and learning about your character and her character. How you both need to develop your character in Christ. Because you want to chase money. All right. Verse 12. Yep. I'm going to leave off of that guy. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. Mm-hmm. And hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Be a good soldier in Christ. The scripture you went to earlier in Timothy. We got to be a soldier and fight this until the end. We got to suffer sometimes. We got to suffer hum- being hungry. We got to suffer going through, through through certain things in life, you know? So these are the things we're going to go through, you know? Me and you, brother, we're going through some of these things now, you see? So we understand that we have to fight a good fight to the end. We can't fret because of evildoers, and I can't go back to my evil ways to yeah. get this money right. Really? I can't do that. So I got to suffer and be a strong soldier no matter how bad it hurts. I got to be content, and I got to go after good works and be rich in that. And you're laying up a treasure. You By doing that, you're laying up treasures in heaven. Exactly. You're laying up treasures in heaven because you're following and being obedient to the word of God. And with that, we thank you, everybody, for tuning in, giving all praises to the Most High Christ for the understanding. Uh, we hope you got something from the show, and uh, we say shalom. Oh, it all, it all falls down. I'm telling you, I